So this is a, a good evening to be in church. It's a, it's a good day for preaching, for sure, because our readings today are terrific, and they're certainly full of the spirit of joy. They give us a few hints of how we can find joy in our lives and be more joyful. The words joy and gladness are actually used over a dozen times in our first two readings and our responsorial psalm. On this third Sunday of Advent, once more in a liturgical sense, we're invited to rejoice. Everywhere we look, our community is decorated with lights and signs of laughter and celebration. It's a season geared towards happiness for togetherness, for song, holiday parties, and childhood memories. As Father Trout said, today we celebrate Gaudete Sunday, which is Latin for the word rejoice. The expectation of tis the season to be jolly is in the air, but yet it can be a challenge for many to just try to go with the flow embrace and embrace that spirit of joy. That's because just underneath this atmosphere of holiday cheer, we all know that not all is right with the world, not by a long shot. Just below the surface of this season lurks the reasons that the world has for sorrow. Our continuing pandemic or violence or bigotry, division, poverty, hunger. For so many of our brothers and sisters, this Advent is just another month of the year and Rejoice Sunday is just another day for them to struggle through. So how should we surrender to this liturgically sponsored joy we're called to celebrate? How can we do that when we're so aware of the harsh realities of the news of our day? In Luke's gospel, the crowds actually ask him the identical question of John the Baptist. What should we do? It's obviously a critical question for Luke because before the gospel is over, two other groups ask the same question, the tax collectors and the soldiers. What should we do? Those who were coming to John in the desert asking these questions were people who had been pushed to the margins of society, those who were unloved and unaccepted. And today, each and every one of us as disciples of Christ must face the very same question. What is the right thing to do as people of faith in a world so full of misery? At times it can feel so overwhelming because the difficulties are so complex and the suffering so vast that our responses to that question seem insignificant. John the Baptist, however, offers us a a few clear and concrete suggestions. That's one of the things I love about John the Baptist. He doesn't waste people's time 
or try their patience by providing long homilies or complex theological answers. He's neither vague nor pious in his advice. He gives wonderfully precise answers to those who ask the question, what should we do? John the Baptist is a very practical man with an urgent timetable. And I think it is not all that difficult for us to imagine exactly what he would say to us today, regardless of our station in life or our profession. He offers us common sense and common justice. Share what you have. Give to others in need. Provide justice and mercy on behalf of the marginalized. Whatever your occupation, carry out your responsibilities in a fair, ethical, and honest manner. I actually recently read a reflection on this gospel, and the preacher emphasized that there was only one word of God from Moses to Jesus, and that word is neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. When Jesus was asked to determine what was the greatest commandment, he delivered two, love God and neighbor. I'm sure some of the people would have balked at that and reminded Jesus that they only asked for one commandment, to which Jesus might have replied, you can't have only one, you always have two, love God love of neighbor. On this Gaudete Sunday, John the Baptist reveals some of the best ways for us to find true joy. It is found in giving your neighbor the reason to rejoice. We rejoice that we have an extra cloak to share for one who has none. We give generously because we have been given so much. We refrain from getting ahead at the expense of others, and we commit ourselves to raising our voices on behalf of those who don't share in our abundance. As John told us, told all who sought his advice, there is enough joy to go around, enough joy in this world. If everyone would just share a little bit of their excess, it's why St. Paul reminds us today in the second reading, your kindness should be known to all. And thankfully, we've seen this on display here today in our own parish. As thousands of gifts were brought forth as part of our annual Giving Tree project, we witness it every day at our food pantry at the Waukegan Soup Kitchen, at the pad shelter, when we feed and serve the hungry and lonely, or whenever we deliver a bed for a child who has nowhere to sleep. There are so many other ministries which we support here at the parish that respond directly and with clarity to the message of John the Baptist. Share what you have, be honest, don't cheat, don't oppress or exploit people. 
His response to the people is a simple social justice message. It isn't exactly a call for heroics. And these acts of kindness are sometimes things that all of us are capable of. of. Oftentimes we can offer hope and joy to others simply through our positive attitudes or a kind word to a lonely person. As we continue to prepare for Christmas, we should ask ourselves, who are the people in our families, at our workplace, in our community, that are in need of our charity? And how can we share our surplus of love and tenderness and mercy? And if that's not enough, we can also grow closer to God to find everlasting joy, not only today or this week or this season, but always and forever by heeding the advice of St. Paul from our second reading today. Make your request known to God through prayer and petition and with thanksgiving. And we should also remember what the prophet Zephariah said in the first reading. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty savior. And rest assured that God is with us today in his holy word and soon at this very altar for all to share. Three ideas of what we can and should do to find joy this Advent season. One, offer hope and generosity to others. Two, make your requests known to God. And three, always remember that our God is near.